Welcome to Create Wealth Through Franchising. I'm your host, Kim Daly. Whether you're a CEO, a military vet, a real estate investor, or simply in career transition and ready to take ownership of your future, with each episode, you're gonna learn valuable insights and hear inspiring stories from within the franchise industry. On that note, my guest stories are their own. And as a franchise consultant, I do not make personal brand endorsements or earnings claims, but I do educate, motivate, and inspire dreams. Now, on to the show. Welcome back to Kim Daily TV. I have an amazing multi-club exponential fitness franchisee with us today. Her name is Liz Roberts. She is a Pure Bar franchisee in Massachusetts and Connecticut. Liz, thank you for joining me today and welcome to the studio of Kim Daly TV. Thanks, Kim. Thanks for having me. No, thank you for being here. So my followers know that I'm a fitness girl at heart and I love my fitness franchisors. Um, But I'm very particular because sometimes when you know too much, you know too much. Mm -hmm. So a lot of fitness franchisors will be like, how do we get a Kim Daly lead? And I think to myself, well... If you're not part of Exponential Fitness, you're probably not getting my lead. <laughs> so, so anyway, so here you are at Pure Bar. I, you joined in 2015. You mentioned to me that you have 12 clubs. So this is an amazing empire building story. So let's go back to 2015 and tell the followers a little bit about what problem you were solving for in your life when you decided Pure Bar was an answer, and then how did you decide to grow to 12 clubs in less than 10 years? Yeah, absolutely. I'm actually going to take it back a little bit further um, than 2015. So um, I grew up in Vermont, and um family of farmers, which are entrepreneurs um, and, you know, that have diversified into other industries as well. And um, I actually went to school for entrepreneurship. So um, I went to Babson College. um, And so I always knew that I wanted to run a business someday, but I didn't know what, like most kids, right? You don't exactly know. Uh, So I went into finance um, after after my college ended to kind of learn you know, I, I always felt like if you could understand the financial aspects of any business, then you can run any business. So I went into kind of high finance. I did turnaround restructuring work, kind of learned what not to do in a business. Um, and then I got into wealth management a little bit. Um, I got like a bunch of licenses, really got, you know, pretty nerdy in finance. Um, and then um, the financial crisis hit at the same time that I got married um, and so I kind of stuck with it. Um, but then I, when I got pregnant with my first child, I was like, I really need a change. Um, finance wasn't the lifestyle that I wanted to have with as a mom. And so I, that's where the search really began for something entrepreneurial. So there were a few other ideas, but at that time I had friends around the world, you know, Facebook exists at this point and they're talking about bar classes. And as a fitness enthusiast, I was like, what are they talking about? And so, um, I'm sitting on the couch and at this point I have two children by the time I hear about bar and I'm sitting on the couch and I'm like 
tell my husband, I was like, hey, I think I want to try this and see what it's about. The closest one is an hour and a half away from where we live. And it's like a Thursday night and I go to book us in a weekend class and the classes are all full. And I'm like, oh, well, that's interesting. And so I book us in the following week. Um, and, um, we went to the Wellesley studio, um, which is where Babson college really is. Um, so we dropped our kids off at my in-laws and we headed out there and, um, I had just run a half marathon. My husband's pretty fit. And we walked in and um, the class was full. We paid, we we got our sticky socks and um, my husband was the only male. And uh, we have proceeded to just have like the workout of a lifetime. We both thought we were so fit. And I'm looking around and there's women of all ages, you know, some of them a, a lot older than me and they're holding their plank and they're just killing it. And I'm like, I love this workout. It's the most efficient workout I've ever done. It hurts an all the right places. And this is what I'm going to bring to Western Mass. Um, so I took one class before I decided to apply to become a franchisee, um, which isn't the typical route for a pure bar franchisee. There's a lot of dancers or people that were clients. So I'm a little bit on the rare side because I came with, I was looking for a business. I took one class an hour and a half away from my house and decided this is it. I'm bringing this to Western Mass. Um, and so that was around, that was in 2015 at the start of the year. And um, essentially, I um, um, I bootstrapped that my first studio. I had in, my original goals was to open were were to open three studios, and um, I also was pregnant with my third child during the time I was opening my first studio. And at the time in the Pure Bar franchise, in order to open the franchise, you had to teach. So I was 38 weeks pregnant, teaching 12 classes a week, <laughs> managing the studio, and I had two toddlers at home. And um, and so I, um, it, I, I I was able, I sometimes tell people that I think the best thing that happened was having a real baby after opening my 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 studio baby because I had to, yeah. yeah, I had to like have other people run it so that I could go give birth. I actually went to labor at the house at, at the studio. And, um, so everybody's joking. I was like, I didn't realize till I got in the car and I was like, oh, I'm totally in full labor. Um, and so I had my third child and it gets better because I, I get crazier. Um, I had one studio at the time and I, nobody knew what bar um, was in Western Massachusetts. And so like, I remember being interviewed on the radio and they're like, oh, is it a drinking place? And I'm like, no, it's a workout. And so I really felt like I had to create what bar was, the bar market out here. And um, and so at that point, people, other people were like, oh, I want to open one because we're a franchise. And so I gave birth to my third child. And in the hospital, I bought the next studio um, from the hospital bed. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> Because you were um, worried that somebody was going to come by your territory? I was worried, yeah. And so I and I was like, no, that's not going to happen. And I don't care if I'm giving birth. Like, I'm going to I'm going to secure that market. Um, and I did. Um, and then it kind of, you know, I, I like I said before, I really thought I'd own three. Um, and then after I opened the second one, I, uh, there was another studio that was supposed to be open and I was a good franchisor and the person that was opening it, um, fell through. And so the franchisor called me and said, Hey, are you interested? And I had 
you know, a conversation with my husband. I said, well, right now I'm, I have like a well-paid job, right? I've, I'm running two studios, I'm teaching, um, but opening another one an hour from my house, it's really turns from, you know, I have a, I have a job to an investment um, where I'm not going to be there. I'm not going to be the face. People aren't going to know who I am. And that's when it really shifted for me of, okay, I, you know, I'm working in the studio to I'm becoming an investor of Pure Bars. Um, and that was a big leap, right? And I had to kind of learn how to do that and how to structure it. And then at the same time I opened that one, I bought two and then and then it started happening where I bought a bunch of turnaround studios. So studios that people, you know, weren't running to their max efficiency. And I was able to come in and, and do that. And I I at the same time I was buying the territories. Um that were open in my area so that I would own my zip codes um, and not um, have somebody else owning one um, so that my clients would have the option to go to multiple studios, you know, in their region. Um, and that's really how I grew. I never set out to own as many. It's just that when the opportunity comes and I crunch the numbers, I, I guess I, I just can't resist it. And I'm like, well, this makes sense. Let's go ahead and do that. We have the structure and, um, you know, we have, I have great staff and they have, they joke that, you know, one of them went on maternity leave with three studios and came back and I own six. Um, and, uh, and I'm like, so your job's changed. Um, and, uh, so that, you know, that was kind of the growth trajectory is it was more opportunity driven than any real set plan. And if you looked at my original, like five-year financial plan, I didn't have this amount of growth built in, but as the opportunities arose and as we gained success and as I saw that we were good operators and we could turn studios around, that's when I started doing it. Hey, Daily Coach fans. If you're loving this episode, please do me a quick favor and leave me a five-star rating and a short review. Your feedback fuels my growth and rankings and shows others that this podcast is valuable. Now back to the show. There's so much to go back to. So first of all, kudos to Supermom, okay? So, you know, it's so funny. I just made a short this morning about priorities because I was working with somebody who uh, about four or five weeks ago was determined that they're ready to change their life and start a business. And then yesterday said, well, I'm a little bit worried about the economy, so I'm going to put this on pause. And I'm like, no, that's not a reason. Like if you're, if you're ready to start a business, like you, you, let's just call it what it is. It's fear because if you're ready to start a business, it's just about, you know, diving in and getting going at any time. And you're like, here you are having babies. I mean, like, you know, legit reasons why maybe we shouldn't do this right now. And, yeah. and you know, your priorities were there. And so you made it happen. So that's like the first thing I have to like give you huge you know, girl to girl hugs on that one. Yeah. But so then what I really love is, you know, you, so you were forced when you got an hour away. Now for those listening, I don't believe today with Pure Bar, like brands evolve and where Pure Bar started to where it is today under the exponential umbrella, because it didn't start under exponential. They, they acquired it as an already existing franchise brand. So when they started, they might have wanted owners to be teaching, but I don't believe that today that is the model. Can you clarify that, Liz? That is absolutely correct. So now under Exponential, you don't, you do not have to teach to um, open the studio. But at the time, um, I was a pretty early 
um, pretty early in the brand. Um, it was, so it was pre-exponential as the franchisor. Um, you had a lot of people that were dancers and like you had to be it was more about the technique so you couldn't open it if you didn't pass the you know the test of can you teach the class it's so funny so well i love that we evolve and get better so for those listening especially if you're an executive man you're like wow i know that my wife my daughter my girlfriend loves bar method but like i'm not gonna go teach a class set yourself free from that because what exponential really they are the the masters at this and this is how they built their largest brand which is club pilates is taking you know the executive especially the executive man who ha was an empire builder in as the ceo of the studio hiring the people who could be the instructor. And so once they acquired Pure Bar, they shifted the model away from, oh, we need people to who own it to be the instructors. We need to, we need people who own it, who are the CEOs, who can manage instructors. So all of the exponential brands work that way. And they're mostly semi-absentee models, which my followers know by definition, 20 to 25 hours a week by the owner with a full-time manager. So back to your story, Liz. So you get in, it's then acquired at some point during this path by Exponential. But what I really loved when you said, you know, now you're going to buy the studio over an hour away from your home, you've got a baby, you've got two kids at home. So you're kind of, you know, forced into letting go and really develop using that executive, you know, skill set you honed in your corporate life um, and, and really building an investment rather than a job. And that must have been a major shift for you. And I'd love for you to speak a little bit about that because there is so there are so many people out there with the limiting belief that if I can't do the job, if I can't get in there and teach the class, I can't own the gym. If I can't be the mechanic turning the wrench in case my mechanic doesn't show up, I can't own the business. And it's 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 a it's a pebble in the path. It's not a mountain in front of you. So can yeah. you speak a little bit to that? Absolutely. Yeah, because I think that that is really, really valid. Um, you know, when I I mean, I when I was learning the class pregnant in my living room, not knowing anything about bar, I was, you know, part of me was like, well, this is a bit ridiculous, right, that I have to do this. And in a lot of ways, it was the biggest challenge of opening the business. I had a business mind and I had to overcome that hurdle of teaching the class. Now, do I absolutely think it benefits me? Yes, but it is not needed. Um, and so from the get go, I was like, my goal is to hire people better than me, right, to teach the class because this is not the most efficient use of my time. And so when I made that shift um, to the more of the investment mindset, that's when I started reading a lot more books and really trying to figure out, okay, how am I going to manage this, right? And so there's a book, Traction, um, that is like the EOS mindset where it's like, you know, and that's really was a guiding way if people are readers and looking for a way to figure out how to manage there. It's a great book to give you some structure on how to manage people, right? And how to really set up an executive team and how to grow into that in the right mindset. Um, and so it's, you know, I joke that my goal is to be obsolete in the business because that means I'm doing a really great job if I can become obsolete. I haven't gotten there yet. The pandemic set me back a little bit. But, um, uh, you know, I think it is it is certainly uh, like how you said, it, it's a pebble in the road to not be able to do it. But the goal is to hire people that are better at you in that part of your business so that you can work on the business and not in the business. When you're in the business, you get dressed 
dragged down by the weeds, but when you're on top, you can really be the person that is placing all the little things together and seeing where you know, uh, somebody on the bottom might say something and not realize that it connects to somebody else's role or that we've actually had this issue. We know how to solve it. So when you're working on the business, you have that foresight to be able to troubleshoot, grow, strategize, and you don't really get that when you're working in the business. Yeah. And wealth is always created through scale. So for most executives turning to franchising as the, you know, the answer to their next career transition or the investor looking for diversification into a business cash flowing asset, you you have other things going on and it's not about you coming in again on the ground floor. It's about you putting some time and energy into uh, managing, operating a system. Uh, managing systems efficiently, and then hiring people to to help you scale and build into multiple locations because that's how the wealth is going to be created. So I want to go back, like still unpacking sort of like that big introduction because it was so amazing. So let's go back to, were there any big changes other than owners going from owner operator to executive mindset when exponential purchased Pure Bar Um, What are some of the other uh, benefits that you've seen as a franchisee being under the Expo umbrella? Like, let's shine the spotlight a little bit on Expo because, you know, they're near and dear to my heart. I said in the beginning that it's really hard for some of these smaller fitness franchisors to get a lead from Kim Daly because I know that we have this world-class fitness franchisor with multiple brands of, of all their brands. There's usually something available in every market of the country still. I hope that's always the case. And I just know that they do everything right, from my perspective anyway, on behalf of their franchisees. And we can talk about that pandemic, but that's not the question I really want to address. What I really want to address, Liz, is what I said is, you know, what what are the key differences? What were the benefits or advantages that you saw from Pure Bar's original owners once it came under the exponential umbrella? Yeah, um, I can definitely speak to that because I had several franchisors um, before, went through several transitions. When I first uh, bought into the brand, you know, I really felt like I would describe it to people that were unfamiliar with franchising as like, well, I've bought a technique, right? I, you know, I don't consider myself capable of creating a technique. I didn't think of this technique. So I've bought the technique. The rest I did. So I did all the marketing. I did all the operations. I did everything, all the sales strategy. I remember I had a lot of spreadsheets and, you know, trying to figure out my my sales flow. Um, and, and I really felt like I operated the business and I bought a technique. So my royalties went to just buying the technique. Um, when exponential came I'm on, shaking my head for those people, sorry to interrupt you, but I'm like, oh my gosh, like this is not a franchise. So, right. okay. Keep going with your yeah. story. <laughs> and, but we didn't know any different. Right. And so I remember creating my own ads, trying to figure out how to market, you know, and there wasn't really a whole lot of resources. Um, and I was, I was ahead of the game because I had come at, from business. So like I was, you know, looked on as a good operator because I actually had a business mind where because of the rules of you had to be able to teach, we had a lot of dancers, young women dancers that were operating without a business background. So I came with the business mindset. And so I was able to kind of operate fine. But when Exponential came, you know, we finally had resources. We had marketing team and I was like, oh, I don't have to create my own marketing. You know, it was, um, 
There was a sales team to help us learn sales for the first time. You know, part of it was- Imagine that. A team to help you acquire your customers. Oh my gosh. Yeah. (laughs) And because when we we first opened, it was like, oh, they'll just come. You want to take, like, you know, somebody would come take a class and be like, oh, great. So thank you so much for coming. You know, let us know if you're interested. And there was no sales like that we understood, right? We didn't understand that. I still don't think that we are like sales- we don't want to be pushy, but it's like a, the majority of our clients are women right now. And the hardest thing is making a commitment. So it's not being pushy and like, you know, selling something that's not wanted. We're selling people a chance to get healthier, a lifestyle change. And so we actually have to sell that a little bit. And so, you know, shocker, we had a sales process yes. brought in. And I think that, yeah, that was our biggest help. And, you know, I worked with Expo um, since they bought us um, and um, on, you know, how we work our operations and whatnot. I was in all their, a lot of their councils. And so it really felt like they understood, you know, and I, I was able to kind of help them develop what we're, what we need. And the, the, like you said, there's a lot of people that are looking for a different job and they might own one studio, but from a multi-franchise unit, I really needed efficiency and systems that work um, and that work across what, as, as you grow and, you know, that, that are easy with turnover and all those things. Um, and so I think exponential has really set those systems up so that it is, a, it's, it's still, you still have to have an entrepreneurial mindset, but it is more turnkey than it used to be. Um, so, um, I think that they brought a lot of value to the brand. I know in past franchisors, I think they were focused on selling territories and that was it. Um, we still are focused on selling territories, sure, but there is a whole a whole team helping us operate in the background. Um, they're providing training, yeah. you know, and and really helping more than um, than ever in the past. Hey, Daily Coach fans, if you're ready to begin your own journey to find the perfect franchise, please email me right now at inquire at kimdaily.tv. My services are totally free for you. That's inquire at kimdaily.tv. Now back to the show. So followers out there, if there's ever a reason to use Kim Daly to help you find the right franchisor, like this is the knowledge that I have. I know which franchisors are in the like where Pure Bar was when she first started and which ones are where she is now today with the back end systems and engines and marketing and support. And they're not just selling territories. They're actually helping people build successful businesses. So If you're out there and you're inspired by this conversation, I want to be your girl. That's the whole point of this podcast is to inspire you with great stories that help you understand that there are people out there living the dream as franchisees. And there's someone, aka Kim Daly, who wants to help you get to that same place. So, so well said, Liz. So in wrapping this up, let's talk about... Like what's next for you? So you've you've accomplished 12 locations in less than 10 years. You're definitely an empire builder. Uh, How big do you think you're going to go? Or do you think you might diversify into some of the other um, expo brands? Or do you just sort of like knowing one customer avatar and just continuing in that that one kind of horizontal? Yeah, all great questions. You know, I'm not I'm not positive. I think right now I'm focused on getting every studio back to pre-pandemic levels. 
I've opened uh, three in the pandemic since the pandemic and bought one. And so also, you know, right now, uh, my team and I are focused on just rebuilding the ones that we own prior, building these new ones and really getting them all to a place that we want them to be. We just see there's a lot more potential for these studios. Um, you know, the pandemic, we lost 60% of our revenue in the pandemic. So really building them up. And as you probably know, in fitness, the same people didn't come back, right? So we're building one client at a time back and, you know, really getting our feet um, back solid on the ground, our teams established, um, getting our technique, you know, to be the, the best in the brand, in the, in the space. Um, and so that's our primary focus right now. You know, I certainly can't say if another studio came up as I, I wasn't planning on buying the one I bought this year, but it, you know, hit my plate and I couldn't resist. Um, so we'll see. I'm not planning on diversifying right now, but I do think there is something down the road for sure as the next step. But right now, you know, I want my team to feel super successful with the portfolio we have and make sure that we have the most efficient portfolio um, that we can we can operate. I mean, again, there are so many things I can just keep saying that you just speak gold out of your mouth. And I mean, I hope this this interview resonates with a lot of people who are on the other side. Like, look, guys, yeah, she, she the, the pandemic was real to her, but she survived. And you, did you hear what she said? She's purchased four biz, new locations since the pandemic. At the time of this recording, it is September of 2023. So just three short years, if not two short years. Years, right? Since we kind of like 2021, we started coming out of that bubble. So, I mean, God bless you. You're amazing. It, it did not stop her. It's not an obstacle. Like it was a temporary setback, but hopefully it's a setup for something even better. And as a whole, exponential fitness of all of the fitness, of all of the franchisors, not just fitness, of all of the franchisors that I work with, I feel like Exponential Fitness met their franchisees the hardest and the best of any franchisor that I work with. I mean, I sat back in awe. You know, if, if you've worked with me one-on-one, -on -one, you know that during 2020, the number one company that I helped people get into was Yoga 6. Like I was I was helping people in California say yes to fitness and, and yoga during a pandemic. So there are stories if you're brave enough to ask the questions and to really lean in and hear the answers and how did people do it and how are they coming back online and why is she buying more locations? So for the purposes of this conversation, we have accomplished so much and I'm so grateful to you, Liz. You're, you are a shining star, no doubt at Exponential, but also I think to the followers of Kim Daily TV, thank you so much for being my special guest here today. Thank you so much for having me. And hopefully I've inspired someone. You've inspired Kim Daly, but I know that you've inspired people. So on that note, if you are excited to begin your journey, whether it's into Pure Bar Exponential or just to start thinking about, is there an opportunity out there for me? I want you to follow the email on the screen right now or reach directly out to me at inquire at kimdaily.tv. That's inquire at kimdaily.tv. Business ownership is not for the faint of heart, but it's also when you're, when you're in it and you're partnered with a strong franchisor, you are not solving all of the problems of a business on your own. You don't have to get in the fetal position and worry about recessions and pandemics. 
together in a franchise, we come together collectively and collaboratively to continue to grow brands. That's what we do. We mitigate the risks of starting a business and then we work together to keep a business growing and on the cutting edge, improving and evolving and adapting. So all of that and more was covered in this 15 minute conversation with this amazing and inspiring woman, Liz Roberts. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for listening to this episode. And if you're ready to begin your journey, I can't wait to meet you. My name is Kim Daly, and I want to be your daily coach. You can find more content just like this on my YouTube channel at kimdaily.tv. And if you're inspired to take the next step to explore franchises matched to you, please email me right now at inquire at kimdaily.tv. That's inquire at kimdaily.tv. 